This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Outbreak. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the perpendicular, cylindrical, spiraled cord, twisted rope, knotted barnacle of a man himself. Just what How's it going, sir? Man, it's going okay. You know, tax time, Nick. A little tax time. How'd you do? How'd you fare this year? I don't know. We just, it's off, it's autopilot, you know? You do your own taxes? Uh, my wife handles it. You hire? You don't hire anybody? Used to. Don't anymore, I don't think. I don't think about it. It's nice to not have to worry about it. I hire the software, and I do software, and then I go crazy every year. Anyway, what else is going on with you? We, we just spent some time together this this past uh, weekend. We took a little trip. The old casino action. That was fun. That was fun. Saw the limping, toothless, disheveled few. We saw a guy wearing some mithril. <laughs> Looked like he was wearing a... Uh, an armored T-shirt, Nick pointed out. Guy was wearing Magi- overalls. Armor. Yeah, he was wearing overalls, and underneath he had a shiny silver shirt. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, I guess, uh, a redneck that somehow found Galadriel on his journeys. <laughs> had not heard the term, the word mithril, for a long time. That was the first mm-hmm. I. It had been a minute, you know. And then I keep hearing it. <laughs> yeah, once you hear a word, then you just keep hearing it. What, what's going on with you? I'm just, you know, living out life. The weighted average favoring me right now. We'll see what happens. Right, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's my time, man. Baseball's in play. Weather's sensational. Things are starting to creep out from underneath things to show themselves. It's my favorite time of year, you know. I saw you're a little sad, and I, I meant to shoot you a message about this, but your your favorite actor, F. Murray Abraham, in the news, got a little me too I know you took yeah. it hard. you you okay? I'm doing great. You saw it coming? I was blown away. I, I was actually almost proud of him, you know, to still be trying to grab ass at this age. What a weirdie. Is <laughs> in his 80s? What can he do? I don't what's know. What's he got? What, mean, what's he, he got going obviously, on? Obviously, there were a couple complaints, so he was a repeat offender. I don't know exactly what he did. I did watch the show he was on, and I, I did like that show. Um, Homeland? <laughs> oh, what is that show called? It's got a weird the title. White, White, White Lotus? No, I did like that. I love White Lotus season two. But the, Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest is what he got fired from. Mm-hmm. Mithril Quest. Yeah. I just haven't seen beyond the first season, but I did like it. Well, the F stands for fingering, so it kind of makes sense, I suppose. Uh, Murray out of here, gone. And what's he going to do now? He's going to have to pivot to another career. Well, you know? I, I read an interview with him, and he said he's going to give it like ten years and then come on back strong. He's going to take ten years off at age eighty and just come back hard. Speaking, I mean. He must already be, but here's the thing, Nick. Speaking of oldies, keep on. 
doing it. Clint Eastwood directing that new movie. Yeah. Gonna be gonna be ninety three? Is it is that when he is turning ninety three? Yeah, he's killing it. Gonna be ninety three in May. Here's the thing. You gotta keep doing it, you know? You gotta direct. Some people are just like on the old folks home just chilling in a rocking chair. My man is directing a movie. He's the embodiment of that adage that the, there's people that if they ever stop working, it accelerates their decline, mm-hmm. and he's holding it at bay. He's working his ass off. He has a reason to live, keeping things moving. Allison needs to get paid. Ridley Scott is thinking, man, these old guys are still doing it, you know? You got Brownwald just dripping, man. It's 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 sort of slithering a little bit Do right Do you have now. Brownwald, like, extra mic'd? Right now, it sounds like sounds like a calming rain or something. <laughs> it sounds like a dribbling pee. What's happening? It sounds like F. Murray you're... Abraham in the porta potty. He's a porta hottie. He's a good-looking man. Yeah, I don't know much about old F. Murray. Uh, is he married? Does he have kids? Salieri in this. I guess he's a bit of a scumbag. Maybe he's just got you know them itchy fingers. You I don't know? think it's time to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> but Brownwall is definitely cheesing through the, the stratosphere here. The never-ending Brownwall. What is happening? Wants to be a part of everything. Mm-hmm. I can't fault it. I get it. I wonder how the listeners are doing. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, you know, we put uh, we put up magnificence after magnificence. I don't know how we keep up, but we're giving you the gift to the tune of a million dollars. Literally, the gift that keeps on giving. The unwanted gift that keeps penetrating despite best intentions of everyone else. Yeah, I get it. So, uh, there, everybody, yeah, it's, everybody's like, do you have the receipt? You know, that, that kind of gift. You, you're leaving soon, huh? You're leaving me. Well, going on a little adventure, you know, working working a market and doing a big big uh, anniversary party I do every year. It's one of my favorite days of the year. It's really special. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. See some familiar faces and, and all that and enjoy some camaraderie amongst my peers and friends. You allowed to bring a plus one? Oh, yeah. Or as in this movie, a pus one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And this one, guys, let's just rip into it. It's a movie microscope, folks. It's a show we zoom in. We weight lift like a dick. We drink rumblements like a greasy hero. We spearhead a meeting in the darkest part of the universe. We twirl around like a spinning savior. We get molten. We show off our hose, man. Throw that rock across that pond. Sprig a little yeast around the birthplace spot. We strum a lute like a minstrel of old. Lick our lips and then lick your lips. Get all tough onto it, get spear out, spewed them, and watch a movie through a set of inseminoid, bacteria-infused, collided eyes. Eyes that have been cataracted until the cows come home. Seen the heathens be born, see the heathens die. Interpret the images through the specter of time and knowledge. Watch a movie and wonder about it. Share it to likes you, the listener. So we're talking about Rango. We've been talking about the scene where Johnny Depp's lizard gets trapped in Amber Heard's animated bedshits. Talk about the little moments. There was a there was a pooping thread to that relationship, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Good. That's good to be reminded of that. I could see a rhyme now. Amber Head shit the bed. Check your head before you're dead. Because Amber Heard shit the bed. Amber, did I call her Amber Head? You did. You could have you could have <laughs> pivoted to Amber Heard turd the bed. But Amber Head yeah. Amber Head is <laughs> is a made-up actress that I, I maybe would be good. Amber Head, huh? Tony, Anthony Head's daughter. I live with Amber, now I clamber over the shits on my bed. It was retaliatory poops. She Captain was, Sparrow's sheets are narrow, now the bed smells like fung. She is mad at him. She, she pooped the bed. 
You know, look, I don't know if it happened or not, but you ever get that mad, you know? No. It's going to just poop on the bed, you know, just, I'm so angry. Nope. I had a friend who turded his bed and never cleaned the mattress. Huh? What's and that? so you'd go, you go do it, have a sleepover, and if you lift up, lift up them covers, you could see the shit, giant smear shit. For years. What are you talking about? First of all, the first time you discover that, there's no more sleepovers. Like, you're not going back, right? Like, I don't sleep on the bed. I, I slept on the floor, but I, I, I would take a peek and just make sure that our plus one was there, you know? Wait a minute, so... Our plus two, in this case. How did you find... Did he show it to you? I think I might have been there when it happened, or I may mm. have... You know, it doesn't matter. So they just couldn't get it out, probably. I have not thought about this since the 80s, and now this just hit my head. I Parents couldn't, couldn't get it out. Not enough Febreze in the world. They didn't replace the mattress. That's what happened. So Parents were sort of indifferent to everything, yeah. you know? I told you my story where I was at a sleepover in, in the bed um, with a friend of mine, and he threw up butter and herb Pringles all over my legs, although my legs were under the mattress. And uh, or under the, the sheets, <laughs> but I could not get that smell. I could not ever eat those chips ever again. Uh, do you remember those butter and herb Pringles? No. I don't think they make them anymore, but man, he must have had a lot of them. And that smell haunted <laughs> me for years, and I couldn't even look at the, at the packaging without getting nauseous. I can't get this, I, this, this picture out of my brain of you sleeping with your legs under the mattress. <laughs> I wish they were under the mattress because it would have saved me the feeling of dropped vomit all over my. That's how I woke up to the the splatter. It was pretty well, awful. This is a pretty awful start to this podcast. It's very it's very scatological, which is sort of in tune with this movie outbreak. Right, kind of a kind of a big one. You know, we're doing a biggin. Mm-hmm. We did Twister. Now we're doing outbreak. Get the biggins, disasters of different. Sizes coming at you. There's some commonalities between Twister and this movie. Tell me. I mean, they both have at the center of the movie a couple that is getting divorced or are divorced. And they reconcile by the end. And it's a relationship that you do not care about whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Both movies. In fact, you know, Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo are the couple in question here. There is not one scene where Dustin Hoffman does not look like Rene Russo's dad. I don't know. He looks hard. good. He looks fine, but he does not look... I mean, obviously, he's not age-appropriate for a Renee. You know what that tells me? Mm-hmm. Tall mom. What does that mean? What do you mean? If Dusty's the dad, mom better have been a fucking giant. Because Rene Russo dwarfs him. <laughs> There's a reason why they don't spend a lot of time walking down roads next to one another in this right. movie. Rene Russo married to one of the Gilroy boys. Dan... Yeah, yeah, we talked about this before, maybe, but I didn't know that because I was looking up Wikipedia's on all the major players here. I don't know if you... Did you hear about Kevin Spacey? He sucks, too. But a great actor. He is a very good actor. Kind Some of a, ill-advi- an ill-advised hair decision in this movie, not unlike Samuel L. Jackson in The Negotiator. A little bit of a red hue. Yeah, I guess he dyed his hair for this. That's okay. It's um, Yeah, it's fine. It's an acting choice, but it just looks weird to see old okay Space with that weird hair. Dyed his hair, and his character died as well. Does he Does he die? Does he get an official toe tag in this? We we see we know, but he, the last time we see him, he is feeling it. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson, I believe it's our first Wolfgang. No, we did in the Line of Fire. Yeah, right? also with Rene Russo and uh, and her and her grandfather Clint Eastwood <laughs> playing her love interest. Oh, that's right. She must have loved Thomas Crown Affair because it's age appropriate, you know. Right. It ish. 
Sort of. I imagine Brosnan's older than her. Maybe the same age, actually. Maybe the same age. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it for a long time. Who was the it's, other, the third, was it, it's not like Thomas Hayden Church or something. Who else was in it? In Thomas Crown? Yeah. Somebody somebody really good's in it. It was like Pierce Brosnan, Renee Russell. There's a third person that's like the in cop on that's it. The, the cop that's chasing them, too. But he's right? in on it, yeah. Right. Spoiler. Uh, it's somebody really good. It's not like Gene Hackman or something. It's like... No. God, who was it? It wasn't you and Bremner, was it? No. Why did I say Thomas Caden Church? Because Thomas is in the title. That's still terrible. Um, it's somebody young and and and, and good. Leary. Okay, <laughs> I was right. There's somebody else in it too, though, right? It is Leary, though. That's Leary. I love me some Dennis Leary. That's surprising. I didn't think it was him. He's in there. I love it. Also gets oh, naked. Yeah, that was the big thing about that movie was her topless scene. But I'll tell you, could have done without it. Could you have? I don't think my timeline would have changed much had she been clothed in that sequence. They always had like backwards compliments. Like when she, remember she got naked and she's like, oh man, she still looks good. You know, that was like the big thing. Like she was like probably 41 or something, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's, she doesn't look like the lady in the shower in The Shining. Kudos to Rene Russo for not looking like the lady in The Shining. Back anyway. th- that, was that, that was during that period in human history where Halle Berry being naked in Swordfish and Rene Russo doing, that was the, that was the lead. Sharon Stone showing herself in Basic Instinct. That was the lead. Oh, there's also a movie attached to this, by the way. Yeah, that was... You know why People always like to see naked, typically. That's why it it still makes the news. Maybe it makes the news a little bit more back then, but... That's why Sideways is still talked about. Let's let's go through this cast. We got we've mentioned Dusty and Renee. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned Kevin Space. We have not mentioned Cuba Gooding Jr. He's in here. Unbelievable. Showing up. Who else? Well, you've got... Someone that we just saw in a movie a few episodes ago, J.T. Walsh, showing up un- uncredited in this. That's right. You got the low energy king himself, Donald Sub. You got the the beautifully voiced Morgan Free. You have the beautifully voiced Zakes Moka. He's only in it for a scene, right? I know. It makes me sad. Patrick you, Demp. You got blow P. Demp in this. Patrick Dempsey's showing in. Love seeing him. You got a very very early appearance of Benito Martinez. Who did he play? From the, from the Shield, he was one of Renee's uh, employees, one of his, her CDC compatriots. Inexplicably, in the second scene, we see him mysteriously eating French fries for no reason. I know, and he holding them to the camera so you could see them. Yes, very strange. And you got we got you got the chameleon like. I didn't even notice it was him until I saw the credits. Dale Die. <laughs> I was gonna say the same <laughs> fucking thing. And I didn't see him in the movie, but fucking Lance Kerwin in this. Lance Kerwin in here? What? Wait, wait, wait. Where was Lance Kerwin? He played a military man of some sort. Lance Kerwin of the of the of Salem's Lot fame, that gelfling looking motherfucker. Lance Kerwin in this. What's he doing? Now something happened to him recently, right? Did he die? I think, I think he walked the final plank. I think he did die. Is he James at fifteen? What are you talking about? I don't know the, what you're talking about. Is that about. a show? I have no fuck. How do I know? Vicky was recently shredded off planet Earth. Hold on, let me look, and I'm looking. Lance Curran, maybe he didn't die. Oh, he did. You're right. He just recently died. I think he was James of 15. He was an outbreak. He just recently came back to acting after Outbreak. He hadn't acted uh, in the movies, at least. And now he's rotting. It's not nice. Well, I mean, it's a fact. I'm just telling you nature's truth. That's the direction you go once you leave planet. 
You oh, start to rot, he, and then you start to become part of the stardust that fuels us all. He was in uh, Enemy Mine as well. Remember, he had like a bit part. He gets killed in Enemy Mine. I, I remember nothing from that movie. We gotta zoom. We gotta zoom in quickly and efficiently on Enemy Mine soon. I won't have it any other way. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the big twist in that is that Lewis Gossett's a chick, a chick alien in that. He doesn't. He's not a chick, but he stills pregnant. I think he's. A, I think in that, in that species, the males have the baby, but it's still a twist. That he's carrying around some some babies in there and sounded like Lewis Goss. Luke's brother. So the premise is this. Back in the day, a cover-up happened because uh, a, a horrible virus broke out in a village during the war. Zaire. During Zoom. a war. Zoom yeah. in. Yeah. 1967. Cool. Two mysterious young soldiers who you can never guess who they are cover it up it's funny too because the village they tell the village that they're going to help them out uh-huh. and then the village is outside receiving the care package and it's a bomb and they explode forever yeah so the soldiers come investigate they see a bunch of uh, people with a bunch of pustules on their faces dying or dead and um they go hey you know the, they tell the people we're gonna we're gonna drop supplies like nick said so the next morning or whatever. Everybody rushes outside to an airplane, dropping a package. It just turns out to be a, a some kind of barrel bomb that incinerate, incinerates the village. Uh, in fact, they show a close-up of a dude, and he gets zooped to smithereens. And I, it reminded me of um, the Rambo movie we just did. That level of you know incineration. I just like how they misunderstood the word surprise for supplies. Guess what, Nick? Tell me. They incinerate the village, but there are a bunch of monkeys running around ensuring that this disease stays, I guess, what, active? Badass, yeah. Mataba. That's the name of it. Little capuchin monkeys traveling up and down the city, kicking mm-hmm. ass, little adorables. Same as monkey shine, right? Same species? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you're right. Nice to what a, what a sweetie. The monkey so is then we, definitely cute in this. We flash forward to the present day of 1995, I guess. Mm-hmm. We've already done a lot of movies with that date. We already talked a lot about what we were doing, so we're good there. Dustin Hoffman works for a uh, the military. He's a disease guy. His ex is leaving town, Renee. K-Space is his right-hand man, and because of the vacancy, they brought they bring in a new a new member of the team, uh, Major Salt. That's a great name. Played uh, by Cuba Gooding. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. But we get a shot of Basement Spacey working in the basement in this. You know, it's, yeah. Deep down in the under and the in the basement level lab. But anyway, and we 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 get a little bit of of this at work scene or whatever. But next, they cut to Dustin Dustin Hoffman at home. What's he doing? He's being small. He's washing his dogs, giving them a yeah. big soapy bath. Yeah, this film tries to have this comic relief throughout. That is very rarely effective. He's talking to his dogs a lot in this scene. Mm-hmm. I guess mad at them, but yeah, he gives them a soapy bath like you do in a movie. Where you're sudsing it up so the dogs look ridiculous. And then there's a dog out of the tub, and it's wearing a a huge towel like a shirt around it. Did you hear the dog's names when he mentioned them? I didn't. It's a good zoom, though. One was Suddits, the other was Duddits. Pretty cool. You made it up because Suddits, Suds? Seems like kind of be washing the dogs a little little bit centrally. You know, like a little bit sensuous. Like, it's a little too familiar, maybe. And um, he gets a call. What's the call say? Big shit happening, right? Yeah, Mataba's kicking ass, and he's trying so, to yell at his. It's, it's not Mataba. He's trying to yell at his soapy dogs to stay. His soapy dog to stay in the bathtub. It doesn't. Of course not. It's a dog. Mm-hmm. It's he's trying to be cute, 
His wife's about to shit the town, and, and he has to drop these little sweeties off with her so she can dog-sit them while he goes and sees what's going on in this village. Right. And they have a very awful scene where he is getting his belongings. They mm-hmm. look at some old pictures, and they have this awful scene where she's in a taxi cab trying to leave, and he keeps delaying the, the taxi. It's a rough scene. So he, yeah, he, they get in a fight a little bit because she's all, she's moving to Atlanta, our hometown here. Where I used to work, CDC. CDC, right. right? And she's taken over, she has his position, it's like a similar position to him at the CDC. She's going to be larger and in charge. This couple's breaking up. He's in there. They're, he's trying to, like, they're trying to negotiate who takes the dogs, right? And then he sees that she has a bunch of pictures, like she has a bunch of his shit, and he, she gave all the pictures of them to him and he's mad and he just throws them like angrily like in the back of the box and then on the ground all over the place and an immature reaction nick i don't like it it makes me like renee russo i'm on her side because he act like a little baby let's okay we've moved past that she's in the taxi cab didn't even pick up the photos like you just threw them and let them there you know and then she's leaving it's just like another task that she has to do before I'm team Dustin because she said, she said, she looked at the mess on the floor. She goes, in about 10 years, those will be on an SD card, bitch. Anyway, she's in the cab. She's getting ready to go. She's going to the airport. So here's what I don't understand. Zoom in. (laughs) (laughs) She inherits dogs, big dogs. Sure. On her her way to the airport. Okay. How does that work? You can't show up at the airport five minutes before your flight with two giant dogs and expect things to go well. I don't know if this is... I don't think this is... Hey, you're mixing two scenes up. I think... Nope. I think, I think we're both are mixing scenes up. Because she, nope. takes, she takes the dogs, right? And then he... She stays... She delays her departure. And then he's gone investigating disease for a while. Right, and then right, right. Back. Yeah. Right, but later on, when she's going to the airport in a car, mm-hmm. he, she inherits two dogs on the fly yeah. when she's running late for the airport. And it, that ain't going to fly. You can't show up at the airport with two giant dogs with no tickets and no carriers for them. All right. It's the only plot hole in this movie. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you're right. That is the second. Dusty looking scene. Uh, comfy and dad casual. Did you notice that he, in his civilian clothes, because he's in fatigues kind of throughout this movie, but when he's not in fatigues, he has like, it's like Coles. It's like he's like the, the Coles. Eddie Bauer fall catalog. Yeah, or yeah. Anyway, so when he goes over, takes his trip overseas, I guess to, to Zaire, they show a shot of a medicine man. Looking at the mm-hmm. helis, and, and they, he looks shocked. He looks stunned at the helicopters. I thought they, like, they really, really does a good job of just looking stunned at flying machines. He also yeah. had weird, he had weird face paint. It made it look like he got sunburned while looking through binoculars. <laughs> well, he looks a little bit like the monkey because the monkey has a sim, he, like the the, the 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 monkey's face has like a um, a white patch over its his eyes mm-hmm. or its eyes is it a he is it a she it's obviously a he because there's a sequence later on where patrick dempsey is chastised for bringing the wrong sex monkey into the into the pet store that's right but i wonder if in the monkey in real life is a is a lady oh well, I, I think it i it's bet is it they call it betsy at some point so they go to they go to this village and, and there's this whole situation where well first they do this weird tour of each containment lab at the at the uh mm-hmm. we see what each level of security Harbors and how how they have to dress and yeah, how they that's when we meet them. Basement Spacey. Exactly. Right. Just call him Basie. And then they Cuba Gooding is on the tarmac. Morgan Freeman shows up and and there's a cute scene where he and Dusty talk about how he doesn't have any pull even though he's a one star general. It's not making anybody work any harder. It's cute. And then Kevin Spacey is skeptical of Cuba because he has no real world experience. It's all in books. Right. So he's grilling him on the plane. 
and Cuba handles it. Mm-hmm. He he handles it. He knows his shit. He's flied. He's flown helicopters. He's he knows what pus bubbles and pee pee comes out whenever you touch a dead guy. All that stuff. Sure. But he doesn't have the real world experience, and it comes bubbling up when they go to this village, looking at these people, and then lifts the scrim off of a freaking containment cell, and there's a little kid there with a giant hole in his face. There is. And you got to wonder what that kid, how he must have felt, where a strange man in a suit opened up to look at him and then puked in his in his helmet. And his gigantic suit, his gigantic uh, outbreak outfit, his yellow suit with the glass visor, he, he, he tosses... Uh, his lunch into it. Now, I've told the story before, right, that I got to wear one of those. No? So I used to freelance for the CDC yeah. back in the old days. Uh, the lady that was my supervisor took me one day to the labs, and I put on one of those hazmat things and was able to go into a few different rooms that are secret rooms. Not the deep, deep secret, but I got to go to the, the, the surface-level secret uh-huh. and got to be in one of those labs in one of those suits. It was badass. Did you feel good? Yeah, and I palmed a virus, and I still have it. Do you think it was unnecessary whenever Dustin Hoffman got so mad at the photos, and he threw them on the ground, and then he ran to the bedroom and sh- shit on the bed? <laughs> it's not cool. She knew it was happening, though, because as he, sk- he skid across the bed in his corduroy pants, he <laughs> there's an unmistakable sound. <laughs> Put his legs under the mattress. Did it that way. And who? Okay, so yeah, this village is going to hell. And who is the who is the local doctor there? Those eggs. Those eggs. Of the Serpent the Rainbow fame, a great, great actor who sadly is uh, whipping through time and space right now. He, he failed the ultimate puzzle and is dead. But he, uh, but he in this movie is very much alive, and he has one scene. Yeah. I don't think they bring him back for anything. He he says he says to Dusty because Cuba rips his. His uh, his gear off, rips his rips his helmet off, starts breathing in the air. Yeah. Dustin goes nuts, and which then, is an, it's just like number one on the like the first thing you learn. Don't do in it. Outbra- outbreak school is don't take that off. And he says, uh, you know, Zeke says, no, don't worry, it's not airborne. And they be- they straight up believe him. Well, he's yeah. right at the time. That strain right. of yeah. Mataba is not airborne. Yeah, he is right. But then there's a scene shortly thereafter where Zeke hands the virus a skateboard. <laughs> His explanation is that the reason this disease is resurfaced and is ravaging the land is that God's mad that that uh, the trees were cut. Some trees got cut down, so God sent virus down. Surprised somebody didn't say Avatar ripped this off. Let's get moving. I oh, mean, so they let's... they take they take his they take his word for it that it's not airborne, and they just then the next scene, Cuba's in the plane, not even a mask on. They just are like, you know what? I mean, he just exposed himself, but they don't care, I guess. Well, this in this movie, and I don't know if this is accurate, in this mm-hmm. movie, if you're exposed to the air for even a millisecond, mm-hmm. you're instantly dead. You have a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So I guess Dustin's take was, well, the damage is done. I'm on the way to the market. Let's go. And Cuba's like, he's all like sad, and he, he knows he fucked up, and, and he did super fuck up. Like, he, like he, that's a big mistake. It's like, and, and Dustin just takes him you know, aside, and is like, fear gets a bad rap. I don't want anybody working with me that isn't scared. How is he getting compliments? And then you know Cuba says, then I'm your man. <laughs> but how is he getting compliment? That is like a huge mistake that he made. You fumbled the ball at the uh, one-yard line, mm-hmm. Tit Mace. Let's pull it out. The monkey has been captured, God damn it! Hey, I just want to say one question. I want a little trivia question for you as we skate through this movie. What kind of bones do them dogs like? I didn't keep track. What kind of bones? 
I know that he's at the taxi cab, and that's his way of keeping her. You know, he tra- gets her to warm to him a little bit. They talk about them bones of the dogs. What like kind of bones do those dogs like? I don't know. Medium-sized barbecue. <clears throat> so let me say it again. Medium-sized barbecue bones. Thank you. So man. <laughs> they go back home. The monkey gets captured in a net and is put onto a cargo ship <laughs> where it kills the doctor with its poisonous body. Morgan's back at home. You don't know that. You just you just see this. You see this <laughs> I, this this uh, person on the ship feeding the. An hour and bananas. forty minutes later, you get to see that doctor's body. You do. You've forgotten the boat existed. You've forgotten the doctor existed, and then an hour and forty minutes later, hey, look. But anyhow, he's plastic wrapped at least. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like a fucking Twinkie, perfect. But Dusty goes home, mm-hmm. and he has to go to Morgan. He's he's he's, he's He's the boy who's cried wolf to Morgan. Right. Every time he's, he thinks the world's going to end, it, it turns out to not be the case. Right. So he goes to Morgan Freeman's office to plead to him that, you know, this this is no joke, dog. And what is on Morgan's desk behind him I, that makes you so happy? I couldn't zoom in. What is, what is it? A microscope. Oh, really? He's got an office microscope, Morgan does. And he, he zooms in. A little pre-tribute to us. I love it. It's not, it's not golden, which is why it's a tribute to us. But it's it's great to see a little Morgan Mike in his office. And then let's build up. Rene Russo is leaving town. Dustin does revisit her. The whole taxi cab sequence does indeed happen. Surprisingly, she jets off without him. She leaves. You know, in a movie like this, typically you expect her to have some reason to stay. And I thought in my memory of this film, mm-hmm. the virus forced her to, pro- to to halt her escape and help them. But no, that's no, not the case. No, he lets her go. He lets her go. Yeah, she. they have like two factions. She's actually the more legit one working for the CDC. But then we meet the beloved Patrick Dempsey, and how do we meet him at, at first in this movie? Charm machine. What's he, he driving? He's, he's like what, like an old Studebaker or something, right? No, like no. Some... What I think he's driving a forklift. Oh, first. is he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I was trying to get a beat on what T-shirt he was wearing. He know? had a metal tur- T-shirt, right? Yeah, something like that. Because he was into. They gave him a very over-the-top uh, wardrobe with a giant rock and roll leather jacket, layers of stuff, but and and the hair teased to within an inch of its life. Now, his hair's always been a big big thing for him, but he, here's the thing about Dempsey, maybe it's a movie kind of fucking up, but like, usually a character like this is supposed to be, like, he, this guy is smuggling a monkey to sell it, like, he's he's obviously a criminal, He's he cares about himself and his livelihood over others, like, he did, but Dempsey, like, you love him in this movie, like, you like this character, he's charming, when he's sick, he's charming, <laughs> and you don't want to see him die, which he super does. And let's tie it all together. Uh-huh. We did a movie with him, you know, a while back. Mobsters. Starring, starring him and who else? Who else? Fingers Murray Abraham. <sighs> Money, Charlie! <laughs> P-Demp obviously doesn't enjoy it when the monkey spits into his mouth. Yeah, so he's driving the monkey. He can't sell it to this pet store because he has the wrong gender. And monkey. what's the name of the pet store? Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember the name of the owner? Uh-uh. R- Rudy. Rudy's Pet Shop. I was at Rudy's Pet Shop. So Rudy turns him down. So he's got the... I don't know if he's, this is on the way to the pet store or on the way to the where he has to release the monkey. It's on the way woods. to the woods, I think. The monkey is... He has it in a cage in his car, but it, and it, spits, it spits in his no, mouth. No, no, it's on the way to the pet store because that's how he infects the dude, I think. Oh, or yeah, maybe, yeah. Or the monkey does. But he... 
he spits in the uh, oh the monkey scratches the pet owner remember or the, the oh that's owner. that's amazing that's an amazing scene yeah he scratches his arm but he also spits in Pete Demp's mouth and Patrick Dempsey ain't even mad about it like he isn't even gross he just kind of well, he doesn't out, realize man. that he just got poisoned mm-hmm. by the monkey's body <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah that's his that's that's his he doesn't realize he's on his final days as soon as that happens but um. The next see, we see him on a plane, and he is just tore, tore up. You know, how, you know how bad it is. He's not hot. He can't take more than one bite of a giant cookie. It's true, and that's how you know this movie is science fiction. By the way, <laughs> the airplane somehow served him, served him an incredibly uh, delicious and big chocolate chip cookie. You know, well, you don't know if in the deleted scenes there's him at the store inside the airport buying that giant cookie. Do you think he brought it on? He must have brought it on. There's no way. Yeah, you're right. He must have brought it on. Nick, Although, and, yeah, you're allowed two pieces of carry-on luggage or one piece of luggage and that giant cookie. So he puts it down next to it. Uh, there's an empty seat next to him. He puts it on that seat's tray table and a little kid dressed up as a cowboy comes and asks if he can finish the cookie. A cowboy sheriff. Cowboy sheriff and, and uh, Dempsey's very cute with this kid and just before the kid grabs it and you know it's oh it's bad news don't grab it don't let the kid he's gonna die the mom says no 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 billy or whatever the kid's name is you know don't eat strange cookie and then patrick dempsey tries to be nice he goes i don't worry i don't want to get in trouble with the law and they give him a look of horror (laughs) he cracks a cute joke and the and the woman gives him a look of horror well he looks like a disaster for sure he looks like he has been spit in the mouth by a poison monkey anyway he lands and his his fiance is waiting at the gates his i think girl, it's his wife i think i don't think they're married because he says he's hitched when he talks to the monkey in the woods oh says, sorry i'm hitched oh maybe it's his wife and so he lands he looks like his basically his eyes are almost bleeding he looks like complete shit and they his uh wife fiance is like oh my god you look terrible and they go in for she goes in for a huge french kiss giant he, french kiss I and mean, he's dripping he ini- snot he initiates it i noticed i think she pulls him no in. i knew, i just watched it just the, oh, right before he, does he, he initiate it he goes in for the lick he goes in yeah. for the last kiss i guess of his life and he makes a good one unfortunately he infects her three times <laughs> there's a bunch of people getting all sick around you know he starts the chain of hate pretty quickly <laughs> things start yeah. to go shitty you know people start to get sick and then obviously she gets French to death, Nick. Mm-hmm. My God, is that ever? What's the last time that happened? Then a movie the we zoomed in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. Immediate. <laughs> Oh, and then they show this guy in a lab, like he's doing one of those. What are they? What are they the called? C- centrifuge. <laughs> centrifuge. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> he gets distracted. What's he? What's he watching? He's doing, he's doing something. It's, it's, I think it's a ball game or something. And then he just drops whatever he's doing into the centrifuge, and it just explodes blood all over his face. Then my man, yeah, the, he's he's soon to be dead too, but not before yeah. he goes he's to like, the theater. Yeah, he's like, let me go watch a movie and fuck up. <laughs> In this town where everybody's fuck getting fucked up, so so he he's scared that he that maybe he gets something like he's gonna get sick from this. Zoom in, he does. 
Um, <laughs> the doctor kind of assures him. There's like this town doctor that's like, no, you're good, you're good. This doctor is is trying so hard to be comic relief in this movie. It is rough. I love that he's so positive, though. When um, Rudy's on his deathbed, he's like touching Rudy's chest, squeezing my hand, and somebody makes a joke. He goes, oh, I'll try to record it. He's, he's like making jokes while this... While he's being infected to death. So this guy later goes to the movies. He's coughing and snotting everywhere in the seat. And the, and, and people are treating it like, remember when he stumbles out of the theater later? And yeah. he's like, I need water. And the, the crowd is like repelled by him, uh, rightly so. Um, this is pre-COVID, zoom in. And he does he, the most dramatic popcorn fail. <laughs> yeah, like he tries to get water, he faints, popcorn all over him. Yeah. It's just... But this town starts to go shitty, and the CDC is dispatched. Meanwhile, Morgan says, I told you so, but Morgan Freeman and Donald Sutherland have, have created a cover-up. They don't want the Mataba virus to become a, you know, everybody's friend. No, they, so, they've, they've, that's the big thing in this movie is they, they took a blood sample when they were there before they blew up this town in the six, late 60s in this village, and they're weaponizing this. They're weaponizing this virus. So they actually have produced a cure... Mm-hmm. Kept it, but they kept all this hidden from the public. And meanwhile, now this disease is running rampant, rampant. Yeah, and so this town starts to go greasy, and everything's weird. Did you notice, by the way, that there's mm-hmm. a store in this town that shows up in quite a few shots that it mystifies me. I don't know if it's a restaurant or if it's a store. It's called Ivanhoe. <laughs> I missed it. That's incredible. Is it a restaurant? Is it a playhouse? I don't understand. I mean, Ivanhoe's a, a dog shit book from the old days, but I don't know that story. Don't go that hard on Ivanhoe, please. <laughs> I don't think it's time. Okay. Don't go that hard. Um, yeah, a bunch of coffin dopes in this thing. I remember there. Remember when they realized that they put out like a short-lived fire, right? Like when they when you know Rene, Rene Russo goes to visit P. Damp and. And she says on the phone to Dusty, she's like... He's fine. Looks like a... I opened him up, looks like a bomb exploded inside of him. Did you love the reference? Hmm. All of his anatomy is gray. I don't understand what happened to him. <laughs> but they but they uh, <clears throat> do some contact tracing. They realize that nobody else has been affected besi- infected besides P-Demp, his girlfriend, and then this pet shop owner, right? So the CDC's is high-fiving. They're like, yeah, we, we did it. It's We didn't do anything. It's just lucky this thing has stopped. Like they get immediately get like a fax or a phone call that says, "Oh, it's not stopped." There's more coffin dopes and dripping <laughs> dickheads, you know, running around, and so they have to kind of put this town under quarantine. Yeah, and that's where it gets all Stephen Kingy. Everybody's having a rough go. Did you see that truck? They show up in those jeeps, and they they have these spools of barbed wire in the in the back of these jeeps, and they're just they got they got like to go barbed wire, yeah. which I guess is probably a real thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. A little Hellraiser-ish. I guess if or, Pinhead had a Jeep, you know. Or rudimentary Army Corps of Engineers stuff. One of the two. You can go to Hellraiser, or you could just go with like the most rudimentary Army Corps of Engineers I've stuff. S- I've never seen this shit. You've seen this? Yeah, of course. When? It's like, it's like you know, it's, it's 101, man. It's like day two of military. It looked like that shit, like if you go to a... a Hi, a, I'm the captain, and this is the barbed wire truck. If you go to like a euro a euro place, right, and then they're cutting the lamb off of the spindle of meat, that's what it yeah. kind of looked like to me. Wow! And I was just, I had a, I was stunned. I went and I called people. 
<laughs> Did you know about this? Nobody knew about it. I guess you do, though, huh? Here's the good news about when a, when a military descends on a town, starts setting up tents. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a tent go up as fast as I did in this movie, by the way. You see, they open a tent in milliseconds in this movie. I was blown out by it. I, but I didn't the, notice it. The one great thing, you know there's a few things that are going to happen in a film when the military puts up a tent in a town. His mm-hmm. Dale Dye is going to be in that tent. Did he? Did he? You know, his big thing is he's an actor, and he does. He runs the actor boot camps. That's Dale Dye's job. I, th- I actually, I think Dale Dye has three jobs. What's he's an actor. Mm-hmm. He goes to the boot camps, and then he goes and and takes a bath in the Fountain of Youth, because he has been the same Dale Dye forever. That guy drinks the fucking mermaid's blood every night because he is a solid beauty. Since the jump, he'll outlive the roaches. He's the best. And he is getting um, hammered by Sutherland in this. Like he is, he is like the Dale Die we get in this isn't the typical "I'm in charge" Dale Die. We have the kind of sad, dopey faced Dale Die that's like never going to be general. That's well, no, getting shit on gets, by Sutherland, you know? Yeah, because well, actually, he's he does have his shit together, and then and the, but Sutherland singles him out later on. I believe we know who gets the last laugh there. We do. Some of the townsfolk, I know this This will surprise some of you guys, some of the townsfolk tries to take matters into their own hands. They get all militia on them. You know, they think, I'm better than this, I'm going to scoot out of town. And there's this hilarious chase where these two trucks try to zip on out, and they get cornered by the military. How does it go for them? So two trucks, uh, one full of family and another full of just dudes, they're not going to be quarantined. And so they they go off. They go through a barn. They drive through a barn because the military is trying to cut them off. Is this the, how many films in a row have we done where somebody drives through a house? Three, <laughs> three folks. Twister, break down this. I'll have people driving through housing. <laughs> that is true, actually. And so this guy, they they drive. They they're in the in the in the field, headed toward the woods, and the air, an airplane. Or I'm sorry, a helicopters cut them off and say, "Hey, Dick has you got you can't go any further. We're gonna." We're gonna shoot, and they do, because these guys. Well, the, the guys shoot first. Well, yeah, the guys shoot first, but they they light these guys up, and they show a shot of. Please tell me you saw it. Yeah, a bunch of d- stiff dummies. Do you saw the rock. stiff? You saw the stiff hand in the of window. Of course, it's of course. Best. So before the thing goes up in flames, there's a stiff hand up in midair inside the vehicle. It's so cute. It is very cute. The family that they you know they, these get this is a truck full of dudes that get gets lit up but there's a family following them they just you know get stopped and 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 arrested we also start they start to basically try to give put a face to the victims of this thing so we meet uh this family um who the mom you know they're, they're basically doing they're going through all the motions everybody's sick and they, and, and they use this one family sort of as an analogy for that uh-huh. and we go into their homestead mom has unfortunately received sickness and dad and the kids what game are they playing while they <laughs> wait for they're playing Wild Weber, Nick. <laughs> Which I could not believe. Do you remember I know, that game? I don't remember that I game. Is it, it re- is it real? Yeah, you. F- it, the, I read about it. It's not. I thought it's, it, it's the one where you call a timeout at the wrong time during the NCAA tournament. <laughs> it is some game where there's some kind of I don't know spinning spider that you're flipping chips into. It's I don't think it got hot. very it's hot, good man. reviews. That is hot. Anyway, so the mom is looking sad, and the dad and the kids are at the table, and then one of the kids wants to. Hug the mom because the military is out front waiting to Uber to uh, Uber her to quarantine, and yeah. the dad pulls the child back and and says, "You can't, you can't touch mommy." And so the, you know, the, this is a very emotional kind of scene from this actress. You know, she's just 
asked. She, she almost looked familiar, and then I realized with that dental work, she's probably not. But did you notice the name of the officer who was driving her? No. Officer the Charon. <laughs> so she has a long goodbye. The dad does not say a word. He looks kind of thrilled that his wife is is off. I'm going to have to disagree, because the dad looks like he outkicked his coverage with that woman. Of course. And but he still acts like an ass. He doesn't even wave goodbye to her. It's like he's well, he, mad that she's sick. I think, well, there's there's all this disinformation. I think he thinks they're going to give her a little bit of a vaccine and that she'll be back for dinner. Nobody realizes that mom is, is uh, going, taking the pound train to Poison Town. You know, like... She's she's pretty much out of here, but she she and they they do have a couple different shots of this actress. Like she is, they must have, uh, Wolfgang must have liked her presence because you know she we follow her to the quarantine zone. She's looking sad sack with her luggage. You know she's got lots of sad face as she's driving away from her kids. Dad's like clicking his heels together as she's out of here. <laughs> he runs back to play Wild Weber. Yeah. I can't believe they can't believe she interrupted my favorite board game that's sweeping like, the nation. He's secretly wishing the kids would have both kissed her on the, on the and gone with her to the death. Because I noticed in the front of their little white picket fence yard, there are two Adirondack chairs that look like they've never been used. Right. Facing the fence, basically, and now he gets his run of the place. He's, he could bounce back and forth from one Adirondack to the other. <laughs> Luckiest man in town. So, yeah, this town's going to shit. Kevin yeah. Spacey is losing his mind because he's getting frustrated that everybody is sick. Everybody. He's going through all this thing. Everybody's sick. Everybody is sleep deprived. They talk about it a lot. Dustin's finally getting him some, some shut eye. Renee is moving her big chin around somewhere. And K-Space, uh-oh. I know. He's in the lab, and he's kind of he's he's kind of like nodding off, and he loses concentration, and he steps too far. And his little suit, which is attached to like an air hose, the air hose rips his suit open, and real fast he runs, you know, out of the room to get. That's right. Renee's down. there. Renee's with mm-hmm. him because she goes and comforts him, but and he doesn't tell her that he's got every disease. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, like, what I was thinking the whole time was like, how is this room not prepared for this to happen? Like, he walks a couple steps, and his suit flies open, like it rips open because he's it, attached to like a. It was questionable, and I thought it was sort of because there's a scene early on where he sees a hole in Dustin's suit and fixes it. Mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be one of those things where he, you know, maybe Dustin returns a favor, but he's too busy dreaming. And then, of course, with the people that are in charge, Donald Southern and Morgan, Donald in particular wants to cover up everything. So he proposes the idea of them torching this town like they did torch the other town. And there's this amazing scene where J.T. Walsh does this speech. He owns that scene. He is such a badass in that scene. Great, we get yeah. one moment of JT, and then he's gone. But what a great scene he has. Yeah, he basically rips everybody for thinking of destroying this town full of citizens. That He's talking about the, the right to live, and then he gives this huge speech. And then at the end, he's like, you know, but if we do it, you know, got to get I authorization. Yeah, I, I don't want anybody to point their fingers in my ass. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we get to great. see a, a montage of bodies being zippered into body bags, which I love. I thought that's where the mom, maybe that, I thought one of those was, was the mom. See, I, 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 tr- I tried to see if it was. I don't think it was, but let's hope it, it was. <laughs> and then, so now, here's the thing. Dustin Hoffman realizes that the, uh, the source, you know, what do they call it? The, uh, not patient zero, what do they call it? The host. Mm-hmm. The host is, he's trying to figure out the mystery of the host. Yeah, that's... You know, there's this whole Sherlock Holmes thing towards the end of the film where his thing is, if I could get the host, because this virus has gone airborne now. Yeah, we can make Instacure if we can find the host. Right. The uh, the original 
strain because because Morgan Freeman finally does the right thing and starts giving them this 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 uh, this treatment that helps some, but it doesn't help people that have infected with the second strain. So Dustin Hoffman decides to go off on a side mission with Cuba Gooding to find the host, which is this delightful monkey. The rest of the film really is him and Cuba on an adventure that makes no sense really. It's impossible that they would get away with it, but there are some yes. pretty fun moments that come out of it. You're talking about Freeman administering this this cure, and they show this woman that he's trying to help, and she is just looks destroyed on the bed. It's, the makeup job, like her eyes are bleeding out. Like she looks. I mean, you could maybe start with somebody that's not as far along. Yeah, yeah, more power to him, but nice of him. But she codes right in front of both him and Dusty. But yeah, it was it's pretty gross actually. I forgot that this movie is rated R. There's a couple uh, f bombs in this. A lot of f bombs, yeah. Yeah, and, and also uh, there's a whorish secretary in this too. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I love that scene. There's this this older this kind of like homely lady who's a secretary uh, that uh, basically is having an affair with somebody's somebody somebody at the CDC's husband or something. Mrs. Pananides. Oh. I think it's her name. I think I okay. wrote it down. But okay. yeah, he, she she she's she's a, she's 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 really flaunting her sexuality. I like it. Mm-hmm. But and Cuba Gooding, of course, you know, he mentions earlier in the film that he's logged some some flight time in a helicopter, and all of a sudden he is Yankin evil can evil. I know. Well, we missed the part where we're in it. so Kevin Spacey is making like kind of making jokes, but he's super sick on on the bed. Everybody knows he's infected, and. Um, they're trying to give him this 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 cure that that Freeman brought over, and Renee, he gets a little like shaky. There's a lot of like extras in this that have been asked to like. In the there is shake. there's one guy who is vibrating in a bed. <laughs> I wrote it. It looks ridiculous. Like he's the only one in the room vibrating. <laughs> so yeah, and so then Spacey's doing his old like I'm a good actor type shakes as Renee Russo's trying to get the needle in his arm. He hits at her, and she actually pierces herself. And so she goes to Lady Macbeth, wash it off in the sink. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Dusty, they just know she's infected, basically. And um, that's that's what kind of drives this this the you know lights under his ass. The, the he has to save now Renee. He has to find the host, right? Right. And um, that's what this like. It's like an hour long investigation into this. And some of the best parts of the movie happen during this ridiculousness. Yeah. It's it's great because Donald Sutherland shows up. He's being a cock. You know, Morgan Freeman is being a smaller cock. And they just don't like... They want the bomb to come destroy the city and uh-huh. move on with their day. Morgan has some doubts. But, but Dusty is out there and, they're, and they have these different hijinks where they're, you know, dodging helicopters. COVID. Dodging COVID. And there's a, there's a line that Dustin Hoffman... Um, utters in this movie that should have been the tagline for the movie. Do you know what line I'm talking Mm-mm. about? Idiocy is our only option. <laughs> it's fitting. I love how they go to they do the investigation. They go they they fly out to that ship that you were talking about earlier with the doctor. You know, and they you know Dustin Hoffman has to jump from the helicopter to the Tom ship. Cruise. Eat your heart out. And. Uh, does some investigation anyway. He's he's in the, he's in this. He traces. He finds the dead do- the dead ship worker, a doctor of the ship, or whatever. Right? I don't know what is he a doctor on the ship? Yes. Yep. He, okay, let me correct that. Yeah, he was. Dustin's like, can I? I need to see his quarters. 
So they show him his. This is the there's, best. There's this is the change. best. But he goes to the. He goes to the. Um, investigate his bunk. Right. It's the best. It's the best. Looks in his locker. Okay, but doesn't give up when he doesn't find anything, and he just looks. Uh, like he, he's this guy is you know sleeps in the bottom of, of a bunk bed, and he looks in the. Like he stuffed some pictures above, like you know, mm-hmm. in the mattress above him. And the guy had taken two Polaroids of this monkey. What? He's just longingly like falling asleep no, no. to pictures Here's, of no, the monkey? Let me make it even better. Here's what's amazing about this. Yeah. When they look in his locker, he's got a picture of this beautiful lady, his yes. girlfriend or whatever, on the wall of his locker. Mm-hmm. But above his bed, <laughs> she cannot be found. <laughs> the monkey. So when he's in his cot late at night smashing it, yes. it's to the image of that capooch. He's got the hottie in his locker out of reach, and then he's got the, the monkey above. It's so cute. I can't believe that he's got, like, and then Dustin, like, Dustin doesn't give up until he finds Polaroids of a monkey. And then he's like, we got him. We got pictures of a monkey. Or that much closer. You know, yeah, and so. It, and it, it, we've, we've got a picture of the most common species of monkey in the universe. So here's what's great. So before that scene. Mm-hmm. The, we find out that there's a young girl who has been interacting with the monkey in the forest. Yeah. And her mother thinks she's just an imaginary thing. And the girl is drawing a very rudimentary... It looks like it could be the monkey, it could be the predator, it could be Orson Bean. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> but that that drawing rips, man. And, and, and so they start... Finally, okay, they realize that this monkey's fucked. <laughs> and and Dusty and Cuba Gooding break into a TV station. <laughs> they I do. Shit, I shit you not. Show the picture. They have this picture from. They stole the picture from this dead doctor's bunk. Mm-hmm. And then the TV. The mother sees the picture on the TV and instantly looks at the thing on the refrigerator, thinking, putting two and two together. Yeah, yeah. She like, knows it's the monkey. Yeah. So she like, is that the alien queen on the wall, or is that a monkey that's interacting <laughs> with my daughter? Yeah, she does. She she saves the world basically by saying, "My daughter's got a new monkey friend. They're looking for a monkey. Maybe it's the same thing. It's in the general area." So she puts the call out to the CDC. Get this woman a roar shark. I want to. I want to see what she what she sees because she's a brilliant fucking soul. And so then Dusty and Cuba Gooding Jr. they go to her house and then they they're trying to coax the monkey out of the forest, but the monkey doesn't trust anybody but this little girl. And um, that's a long have, scene. They have, they have to use her as bait. I, I could see her contamination happening in real time while they're waiting. Cuba Gooding has got this dart this little dart pistol, and he's standing far away. It's a trank gun, yeah. Yeah, he's hiding. But you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. is like he's the character that has. They give him everything to do. Like he Every, is. Yep. He is the disease. He's a disease expert. He can fly helicopters, and he also is a marksman with the trank gun. You and know? he also instantly creates the 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 cure when they get back to the lab. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does instantly, instantly. Yes. I mean, the helicopters' blades are still spinning when they go back outside with the cure to run to the trailer. They scoot out of town just as the Donald Sutherland and his group arrive, right? Somebody tries to shoot at their helicopter with a shotgun from a long way away. The one weapon that's not meant for close quarter, you know, for, for distance. Sure. Got, that's a military man. That's good. That's good. Dale Dye was the consultant on this film. I'm glad that one didn't get past him. <laughs> they have this action sequence where they're flying under bridges and 
almost killing Donald Sutherland and firing missiles as a surprise decoy, all this crazy shit. Dustin Hoffman makes fun of his nose to this girl, which I thought was wonderful. <laughs> Says he has a very serious nose. Yeah, she's and then and then at the, now keep in mind while this is happening, there's also they're they're readying the the uh, bomber to come destroy things. Oh, now yeah. Morgan Freeman's able to kind of delay it a little bit, mm-hmm. but they get like and by the way, a, a great line when they're when they're in helicopters and Donald Sutherland is trying to have his pilot shoot Dustin Hoffman down. Mm-hmm. He says he asks him to blow him the Christ out of there. <laughs> Blow him the Christ out of there. I don't even know. Is any is that real? Is that a blow him the Christ out of there? That's weird. It's incredible, actually. Yeah, so there's a lot of helicopter shenanigans at this point. <laughs> and Cuba Gooding is like doing like these daring do maneuvers and like just really and like I said he they, at one point they Dusty's like fire missiles into the trees. So he does, they kill there's a house down there, they they blow it up. But um no, but they fire Ruby, missiles. That's how that's how Ruby Ridge happened. And it look it looks like the helicopter crashed, and meanwhile, the, it's no longer on the radar anymore because Cuba Gooding Jr. is flying <laughs> real, right, right above a truck. It's so funny. They're flying right on top of a truck. It's a cutest yeah. scene. It's one of the cutest. And I, it's hard. This movie goes apeshit with this stuff, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of fun in a way. I can't hate it for that, but it is mm-hmm. ridiculous. And the and the idea of the dwarven Dustin Hoffman being at the center of this makes me very happy. Who we did him and we did Sphere with him. Right, that's we only Dusty do we've done. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, we did a Dusty. We've done all of his big action. They get back, and lo and behold, Kevin Spacey's fine. He they he, he made it. No, Kevin Spacey. As soon as Renee Russo gets infected, no one cares about Kevin Spacey anymore. You don't hear a word about his fate. You, Not you at never all. See, he doesn't get another scene. Dustin Hoffman doesn't mention him, and then he comes back, rushes to her bed where she is. She looks like she has got like allergies. You know, she's the one, one of the. She's she's dying very cutely. She doesn't get as much makeup. She's as being the rest. very faint. She's being very faint mm-hmm. and very barely getting words out. And then she, you know, she's she's on death's door because she says to him, "I love your face." You know, she knows there's some hallucinations happening, and she's not herself. <laughs> yeah, there's a weird scene where she's palming his face, and I don't need it. I did not need to look at it. And so then he takes off his he takes off his mask to show her he doesn't care. He, you know, they they found the cure, but if they didn't, he he's gonna die with her. It's how much he loves he he loves her. Well, um, and th- I, she's she says you took your mask off. That means you really love me. He says actually, if if you don't make it, they're gonna court martial me forever. I need to die right now. Meanwhile, the 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 oh we the whole thing. This is after they have the whole thing where the plane is incoming. It's going to blow up the town, even though they have the cure. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Dusty have to ward off this this bomber. It's pretty rough. Yeah, and they go yeah. fly in front of it and try to talk the uh, bomber off the ledge, and then they drop. They drop in the sea, killing millions of of innocent fish and wildlife. I read in the trivia apparently that they were going to in the original cut they vaporized the town. Oh, that would have been so great! Oh, I had to read it a couple times. I was like, "That's a weird ending." And, and, and he, he he lands back. He lands back at the base, and and Cuba notices he's got a boner. He's like, "What the f, Dustin? They just blew up the town." He's like, "Yeah, but her cause of death is explosion, not the disease." I win. <laughs> yeah, so it was you know Morgan Freeman kind of helped give advice about how how they should get in front of the the plane and. Sutherland at the end, he's been disgraced. He, everybody's onto him being a piece of shit forever. <laughs> um, Dusty gets to have his hero moment. You know, the 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 world is cured. Cured, Nick. Never, he's never ejaculated and not made a winner that instantly gets paid. 
Sutherland? Yeah. He did, yeah. His... He's no one works more than him. You add up all his kids together, and Sutherland works more than them. In period. Hollywood, they call them old sniper balls. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they make it. They save the town. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. R- original make- title for Enemy at the Gates as well. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie ends. It does. Yeah, it does end. After a time, it's a long movie. It's like two hours plus. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. You like? I remember, that, I remember when I saw it in the theater. I, I was in a good mood when it started because this, the, the they blow up this town right. at the very beginning, and the and during the explosion, Dustin Hoffman's name comes up, and I thought it was just so cute. It's like it's it's like his it's like and now and playing the explosion, Dustin Hoffman. I don't hate this movie. It's kind of fun. Wolfgang yeah. Wolfgang has a way of, of of making turds smell a little better. I think. It feels a little TV movie-ish, I guess, at times. Well, it was competing with Hot Zone, which was a great book. Mm-hmm. And a project that, you know, if you read in the trivia, they were kind of warring. The tri- By the way, the trivia on IMDb for this is the most annoying I've read because all it is is people that go really into detail about each animal handling moment, which at the, f- at the end of the film, it says in the credits, no animals are harmed. That's all you need. I don't need to know how the fucking sausage is made. Get off my dick. Right, people. right, right. They, they know. There's a lot of trivia to this movie. They know a lot about the making of it. I wonder if they had a commentary or something, and they just yeah. transported that stuff to IMDb because it seemed pretty detailed. Some of the well, stuff. remember that was back in the day when every movie had a commentary. That yeah. was the best. <clears throat> we were so lucky, and now it's dog fuck all the time. Yeah. So hey, let's talk about the movie ends. Credits roll, and boy, there are some doozies in this movie. Some credits. <laughs> some do some names in the credits that are just. I I, I haven't. I do not have a shortage of names this go around. I have like twenty, but I'll, I don't, I'll keep I don't have that many. But uh, so short. you start. Give me some initials. Start us off. Go anywhere you want. I'm gonna go U L on you. It's the best one. <laughs> U- Uriah, lovely colors. What I had the, to make sure it was actually a name, and it is it's Uriah, lovely color colors. Yep. What an amazing name! And by the way, the two uh, two people that worked on the last film were in this one as well. My boy Joe Pancake returns, and my boy David Amborn. So let's cross them scotches off. You're wrong. It's not the best name in this. T T A is the best name. You talk about Tommy Ajar. I am. <laughs> um, I'm going to actually disagree with you and say that R H is the best name in this. R H. Yeah. Rex. <laughs> talking about Rex Hiscock. It's <laughs> hit. Rex Hiscocks. Yeah, is that what you're talking I, about? Yeah, that was the, the he was uh, he was in uh, Antichrist because uh, <laughs> she she wrecks his cocks in that for sure. <laughs> old BB himself back in here, BB. Good old Buzz Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what that's what uh, that's what Oppenheimer's going to do at the box office. <laughs> let's 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 go let's kill it with uh, LB. LB in here? I don't have LB. You don't have Larry Bones. I don't, but I got a sad one, Nick, and I almost don't want to say it. Okay. MD in here. I don't have it. You didn't see Mark Drown? <laughs> I did see somebody with a very stupid nickname. His initials are JS. Are you talking about John Fest Sandow? <laughs> his, his nickname, in quotes, is Fest. It's the least inspiring. <laughs> That's not even a nickname. Hey, it's all Fest is here. B, another BB showing up. I don't have it. Little Burtis. Little Burtis Bills. <laughs> Burtis. That's I like tough. it. I only have one more. It's uh, RD. I don't have an RD. 
Good old Rickley W. Dumb. What? Rickley W. Dumb. D-U-M-B? D-U-M-M. <laughs> he dumb. That's the, that's, the, that's the best one. I got a little GF here. Uh, does your wife know? Gary Fiorelli. That is my mom's, was my mom's maiden name. Right. Am I related to somebody in the cast and crew of Outbreak? Well, Gary Fiorelli. Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, Gary Fiorelli. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that'd be great and embarrassing. You have any other great ones? Got Laura, Laura Dern's almost dad. Who's that? Bruce Pern in this. <laughs> and McCaffrey in this. And. <laughs> little, dra- little dragon riders. <laughs> Look, man, that buzzing sound you hear ain't Cuba Gooding's career dwindling because of his allegations. It's a tattoo gun. What are you gonna get put in your skin from Outbreak, baby? I'm gonna get a picture. I am gonna get that drawing of um, <laughs> that monkey that the kid produced that's hanging on the fridge. But it's in another place. It's at Sotheby's. It's like an old. I have an auction house tattoo. Everybody's bidding, holding up signs. That picture is front and center, magnifying it on the wall. It's a, one of the bids is at 1.4 billion. I'm sorry, 1.4 million. I'm sorry, I keep it to billion. Billion, no. Million. 1.4 million. Anyway, so what do you think? Because you know, they're bidding on the, the... The drawing that saved about seven people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we need to get a screen grab of that and put it all over our socials. Uh, mine's similar. I, I have... Um, There's a, the, I, the next thing that they're bidding on, Wild Weber. That's, how, that's <laughs> the next item that they're... Yeah. Wild Weber. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead Gen- gently used. <laughs> I have uh, my, just a tattoo on my chest of a kennel with two dog skeletons in it. To be fair, Dustin Hoffman does ask after the dogs later on. Yeah, but does not re- recover them. Mm-mm. Look, man, movie's over, credits have rolled. You've already seen that Larry Bones is out there, and now there's a stinger. A little treat at the end. What you got? I, You know, they're, this reconciled, you know, Dust, they were going to get divorced, or they were going through a divorce, and now all this, the world happened, and they achieved together. Dusty saved Renee's life. She's back home. She's He's giving her water. She's in bed, but she's recovering. She puts on a little sexy voice, you know? Mm-hmm. She says, come over here real quick. And so he goes over and puts his ear next to her, and she said, get your shit out of my house. She's still on for the divorce, Nick. <laughs> Take your shit and go, you know? <laughs> Pick up those picks. Smartest. Yeah, she's not in. She's that didn't, All that stuff didn't win her over. Dustin Hoffman was all confident. He thought he was back. Yeah. He thought he was back in. They no. say the shortest path to a woman's heart is through outbreak. Mine's similar. They decide to administer the serum to the dead body of Spacey. And by God, he starts to move a little bit. Oh, my goodness. His eyes open, Justin. His eyes open wide, and he sits up erect. And then you see his name tag, and you realize why. It's Dr. Casey Morbius. <laughs> he did it. Oh, no. They built him. They brought him back. Oh, well, they no. made Morbius. Like, this is the prequel. Oh, my God. It's fucking great. It's incredible. No, but he doesn't, does he have a, did he, because I guess it was kind of a blood-destroying disease, right? If you think about it. Yeah. yeah. His I is like more it. of like a, a, a career-destroying disease. 
Look, you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to Outbreak. Loaded money is passed through the escrow chamber, and now it's time for you to happen. What you got? Oh, what, what, do you have anything good? Yeah. I've got Outbreakin'. It's a musical sequel. And who would have thought that Dusty could break dance? But he can. Renee Russo's been replaced by, like, motion capture. Every dance features the monkey. Andy Serkis does the that performance and it's just a bunch of hits uh, where they go through sort of a similar plot line but it's got a musical background and they're all breakdancing and shit. I have a list of some of the songs. My Beatbox is the Virus is one of them. Capuchin Eno, A Coffee is one of them. <laughs> Cuba Be Batting. <laughs> and then Hakuna Mataba. That's how it ends. <laughs> I love these songs. This is yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So, Outbreaking. Mine is just like present day. It's just, it's a, it's the, the, the they're getting the gang back together. You got Rene Roos, Dusty Hoff. Fuck, Kevin Spacey's back. <laughs> he's limp. He's got a cane in this one. They they, 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 they assembled his uh, footage from his holiday videos. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman's in here. F. Murray cameo, and it's <laughs> it's COVID breaks out. They get the gang back together. Oh, you know, and as it breaks out, it's like they're horrified. Like the footage is unspooling, and you know they're listening, and they're you know Cuba Gooding is like holy, you know she starts to shake. They cut to a prison in old D Sutherland in there, and he just he's he's overhearing the same broadcast, and he just gets a big old grin, you know. <laughs> he's back in action. COVID's bringing him back, and he can weaponize something else. This is good. I think this is actually kind of a good sequel. Now I'm talking through it. He rolls off his cot, and you see the the bat that he's been making it with. Look, you've been given the financing to have your own business associated with Outbreak. And boy, I, I got to tell you, I got it. I nailed it. Okay. Reese's Pieces. You know, because obviously they're using Reese's Monkeys in their experiment- experimentations. Sure. So I've got bags of monkey jerky. Oh, yeah. Re- Reese's Pieces. And each bag has like a peel-away surprise sticker revealing a different cast member of Outbreak. Collect them all, you know? So you buy a bag, open it up, eat your eat your dehydrated monkey meat and you peel back the sticker and there's a face of a one of the lovely stars of outbreak oh this is so awesome. like you like pop it open you're like oh not the fucking whole face kid again he's a common i want dale die motherfucker <laughs> collect them all man get all those reese's pieces well mine is a business that's centered around dale die as well or not centered, but yours isn't centered around dale die but mine is centered around him and it's it's his branded Hopefully we'll get them across our fingers. We've got to convince them. But Dale dies, Easter egg die. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a holiday themed business. But you can you dip your uh, eggs into his his own special dye, and it's off white shades of like kind of different off white and grays. You making and then you can also put stickers of his of Dale dies face on the eggs. You know how you know eggs sometimes have decals, right? Right. And then. Like, put little speech bubbles that'll say something like "Welcome to Actor Boot Camp, Camp Paul Rudd" or something like that. You right. know, like because I don't know who who's been in his boot camp. Uh, Tom Cruise, a lot of actors, right? William Baldwin. Like, what's his most famous boot camp? Born on the Fourth of July, probably. Yeah. So yeah, that's just like you know, decorate your eggs with maybe even your embryos if they get too super scientific. You know, yeah. with Dale Dye's face. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's great. Look, you're in the movie. You've been inserted to the running time of Outbreak. What shape does your performance take? I'm the customer who was waiting for that female monkey. Yeah. And now Rudy's dead. My number one pet store guy. And I'm distraught. So I rig my male monkey's cage with a tiny handgun for him to kill me. So, 
you know, and so that when my wife could still collect the insurance because I was shot by the monkey, you know, I didn't kill myself, you know, so it's a perfect foolproof plan. Unfortunately, the monkey turns the gun on himself because he's got gigantic blue balls, and now I'm out two monkeys, and my wife's furious. Oh, man, yeah, yeah it's costly. So I'm like the, the, the last victim of Mataba, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad. I am um, a reincarnated person from, like, the 1800s. Of course. And my spirit has been, re- I, I, you know, I, I thr- I'm thriving again on Earth. But I've been, my spirit has been injected into the spider and the Wild Weber board game. <laughs> and I am trapped in this piece of plastic that is that I'm barely played with. But I am somehow out of, you know, boredom and all stress and trying to keep the kids entertained. The dad had dumped me out. And I'm a witness to this whole scene of the mom being sick and leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just... And they just zoom in, you zoom in on me, you see a little tear come out of my little spider plastic eye. Oh. I feel, I feel, I've got more emotion than the dad does <laughs> in this. And I'm the one, I do manage to, I actually wave goodbye. Nobody else does. Right. What do you think? I like it. Unfortunately. I think it's great. I think it's great, yeah. It's a sad thing. Look, man, you've got to incorporate something from Outbreak into your everyday life, a ritual, a mantra, a discipline. What you got? best part is i wrote notes on these other ones that are so bad that i'm doing and now i gotta wing this one <laughs> so this one is gonna be even worse somehow i can't wait know? yeah i got a new policy mm-hmm. whenever i'm flying i leave a half-eaten cookie on the tray next to me in the hopes of the, a small child passing by is it not a tribute to this movie no no milf bait Dropping milk I, bait. I was gonna say if it's half-eaten then i don't know the connection to this movie there was a bite out of that cookie <laughs> Milf bait? What are you? Because t- that kid's gonna, the mommy's gonna follow up with that kid, and all of a sudden I got the, you know, milf bait, and I'm like, yeah, snickerdoodle, wait until you see the rest. You think that's oatmeal cream? All right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's what you're gonna incorporate into your life? That's my ri- rituals. I bring a cookie and leave it on the train next to me. Yeah, it's a ritual. No, I like it. I like it. I guess I'll just start saying the random phrase. They, they say it a couple times in this movie. I'm going in weapons hot. <laughs> I'm going in weapons hot. Yeah. What do you think? I, I like it. Just start bring it. Whenever I'm doing something, I'm going in weapons hot. You know. But yeah, you know, yeah. I don't. Actually, that's actually a, a terrible thing to say in this day and age because people do go in weapons hot. I mean, there's lots of guns and stuff. So I would just do it when I'm by myself. No, I think if you do when you're when you're getting onto a buffet line, maybe I'm going in weapons Even hot. Even then, you know, or maybe a crowded restroom. I'm thinking when I'm hiking and I'm there, no one's around me. Uh, I hit the trail going to weapons hot, you know, and kind of whisper it. So just yeah. make sure super nobody hears me. Right. Just say it under my breath when no one's around. And maybe I, that's a little bit too, I'll just tone it down. I'm going on weapons warm. I'm going on weapons chilled. I don't know. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be hard to believe. I didn't write that down. That's not one I had notes on. Look, you've been trapped in this island all these many years, gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something for an outbreak. What you bringing? Oh, man. I might bring that barrel bomb to my island. What do you think of that bomb? It's kind of cool. Like it's kind of cute. Remember they talked about it's like the most powerful non-nuclear. They they, they, they call it like a fuel bomb or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's like non-nuclear, but it still vaporizes everything. And it's big. It's a fatty. Yeah, it has its own little parachute. You know, it's like so cute. 
Yeah. Oh, here's the best. You get to name it. You get to name it, and you could have an illustration on it because they typically will illustrate them bombs yeah. and give it a name. So, like you know, obviously, Fat Man, Little Boy. You had that whole situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, so you got to name that bomb, and you got to paint a, a little cute illustration on it. Or maybe put like Cooper Gooding Jr. on the side of it with that one of those long basters that he's using to to make the cure. Uh huh. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about. They yeah, have those of little basers are always that's squeezing they, shit yeah, into. That's, yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe put a little. But yeah, I, I take that bomb, you know, and like much like nature versus nurture, I try to raise it right to not explode. Like the one in you know, Rambo, that's so. sitting in the forest, minding yeah. its own business. Yeah, you bomb whisper at it and just you know always just try to get it to do good and, and not not go off. Calm like a bomb. Yeah, I get it. Are you gonna yeah, you, are you gonna name it? Are you gonna name it though? You want me to name it? I let me think about it. Do you have any ideas? John Entwistle? It's not bad. The Kmart bomb? Call it Muke? I don't know. It's not my bomb. I mean, it could be our bomb, but I'm just saying, speaking of bombing, let's see what. <laughs> let's move on. All right. Well, obviously, I'm taking that spinning blood centrifuge for oh, sure. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Because what I do is I've created sort of an art installation with it where I've got Mataba spinning perennially, kind of as a reminder that, like life, the, the calm before the storm or, or danger is just around the corner and you've got to take every moment you know like like you should maybe I'll leave it at the edge of a table like where it's almost sort of teetering yeah just attempt fade a little bit like let Matabo out kicking ass maybe I'll put some other liquids in there you know a little surf and turf get some of my chosen in there and, and surf and turf spinning around a little so Matabo a little gamma globulin little little treat little little minotaur sauce you know like all the goods going around in there a little liquid throw some fights. stuff in there yeah you been around centrifuge before? No. Why did you hesitate? Because I, I was afraid where I, I, they're still pending paperwork. Why? What are you What are you hiding? I can't talk about this, my connection to the spinning. What, what are you talking? What are you? What are you, I'm do you just have, wondering. Do you, it's just. It, do you have another one of your fucking corker centrifuge stories you're going to unload on the listeners now? Not another one of those fucking disastrous, boring ass centrifuge tales that you tend to weave at parties. Just wondering if you had some. Ta- I mean, it just seems like you'll be a locate. You know a lot about these things, yet you've never been around them. Okay, you know. I don't know if I believe it. I'm just saying. You seemed a little. As soon as I said that, you seemed to get a little nervous. It's like a. It's like a merry-go-round of fucking sadness. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get in there. Maybe I could name my bomb Bomb Fogarty, and he could. He can lose all the licensing to his music. 